Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. And I'm your host, Lucas Berry, joined by my uncle, Shady Fistock Pessimist, Mr. Darren Shrewsbury Jr. Darren, um, we spent all of Sunday wondering whether and what, well, you know, whether and we knew Western was going to go to but we watched all the bowls roll in and we were like, where the hell is West Virginia going? And then we got our answer. They're going to the Duke's Fail Bowl against North Carolina. Now, before we get into the actual game, I want to just summarize West Virginia's season. We go from not having a damn clue about what this team could be to having a little bit of hope to the end season goal being to have our head coach doused in mayonnaise. Uh-huh. If that doesn't explain why we love college football, I don't know what will. Neither do I. I, I, I don't know what would either. <laughs> so, are what what's your what's your take on this game? Are you fine with the matchup? Are you fine with the location? What I mean, I, I assume there's a fair, good amount of measure of excitement. Like, hey, we're going to a bowl game. Let's have fun. But matchup against UNC, what you think? Um. Well, I mean, let's see. I hadn't uh, done a whole lot of uh, looking into them, but uh, I know that. Uh, they hey. might not be playing their quarterback, or rather, he might not be playing just in general. Yeah, Drake um, May. They're eight and um, four, and their defense is, from what I understand, uh, kind of lower on the totem pole. Um, so the things that point to uh, should WVU be remain, you know, remain in there. Their, their focus as of late shouldn't have that much of an issue, which in WVU terms screams red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. That the school has an overall losing record in bowl games. Yeah, that as well. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that their new that their newfound fire this season just mentality wise the improvements that have been made on the coaching side, the understanding that Garrett Green doesn't have to run a quarterback draw every other play uh, has kind of become clear to them. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that leads to a positive outcome. We're always hoping, but we're always prepared for the worst. Mm-hmm. Here's the UNC game by game. So they're 8-4, and 4-4 four, four and four in the ACC. No, no shame in that. And so you can dig into how they got there. They started off 6 0. They beat South Carolina 31 17, Appalachian State 40 34, Minnesota 31 14, went to Pitt and beat them 41 24, who hasn't beaten Pitt. Uh, beat Syracuse 47, beat then number 22, Miami, what, beat a ranked Miami team 41 31. Then they inexplicably lost to Virginia 31 27. Then lost to Georgia Tech 46-42. Beat Campbell 59-7. Beat Duke 47-45. Lost to Clemson 31-20. And then beat NC and then lost to NC State 39-20. So the second half of this year has not been kind to UNC. Not at all. Um, which, you know, whereas the second half of 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 the season for WVU has been well quite kind. Yes. Um, so, 
all again, all things point in the hey, WVU might have an edge on this, uh, which makes me that much more worried. Uh huh. But here's the thing: this is the culmination of your season, right? Like mm-hmm. you, we're not playing for anything else. We got to what we're playing for. Yep. So any notion of oh, I'm kind of scared about this. It almost got out the window because, like, there's nothing else to compete for. Mm-hmm. Yes, you want the trophy. Yes, you want to have that momentum going into the offseason. But you know what? You achieved your goal. You overachieved, according to literally every Big 12 poll out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I understand what you're saying, and you're not wrong. In fact, you're spot on. But in this case, I'm a little bit less concerned because I don't have anything. I don't have a reason to be concerned with because there's no game after this until next September. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's not like I'm. Oh, hey, we need to win this game to stay in the Big Twelve championship race. What? 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 Basketball? Like okay, <laughs> real, like oh, okay. Like, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it means something, but it also doesn't. And we're seeing that with, t- with players skipping on bowl games. We, we kind of get that proven to us every single year around this time. Now, I, I will put, we, we both understand geography. I, I think we both have a fairly decent grasp on that. And I'm leading into the fact this is basically a home game for UNC. And I don't even want to know if that concerns you even more because we just went over that. But that made me start thinking. If the state of West Virginia hosted a bowl game, what would that game be called? Like, who would sponsor that game? I need to, I need to know. Hmm. I mean, frankly, I would be kind of disappointed if it wasn't like Tudor's Biscuit World or something. Right? The Tudor's Biscuit World Mothman Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> right. The man That's the kind of thing you respect. Yeah, I mean, we're playing in a game sponsored by a mayonnaise company. <laughs> the two news biscuit roll, man, Mandel. That needs to be a thing. <laughs> Call for people of Point Pleasant. Build a suitable stadium, and then we'll go. It might be the freaking Sunbelt versus Conference USA, but who cares? Yep. <laughs> we might get Marshall to play in it. Just maybe. And like like the 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 trophy is just Mothman holding a pepperoni roll or something. <laughs> oh god, yes. Oh god, yes, this is it. This is it. This is it. I'd also like to make a a a, a slight a suggestion. I can't think of another sponsor of the Baby Dog Bowl. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else is qu- like quintessential? Like uh, w- uh, West Virginia. Um, I mean, it, well, let's see. Um, this is this is more of a, a, Parker, a Parkersburg area thing, but there's a a low a chip company and that's based on a Parker's book called Mr. B's. Oh yes, I've had Mr. B's chips. Um, Quite good actually. They're so good. They got a pepperoni roll flavored chip too. What? Hold up, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I think it's mostly up to that up in that area, which I did end up having them when I was with at Dad's, and then they have they they were pretty good. Um, then they have one just called the original, the 1951 original. So I guess it's based on their like original original recipe. So they're like slightly thicker cut. And they're just, I don't know, they're just ever so slightly, but it's just, 
they're really good. And then there's like a one called the 304, which I don't know exactly what type of flavor profile to put to it, but whatever it is, it has like a back end of vinegar, but mm. it, it's almost like, it's almost like a, a sweet barbecue in a way. I'm not entirely, Ooh. but I'm not entirely sure, but it's got a back end of vinegar. That's a, that's a little bit. Well, I'm um, going to Parkersburg to find yeah. out. I can't not know now. Uh, but those ones are pretty good. I think I liked those ones the most of the three. But of course, then they have your standard chips. But but I don't. Uh, obviously, this is all hypothetical, so it doesn't matter if no, they have the no. capital to. It no. doesn't matter if they have the capital sponsor bowl. That would be fun, like the Mister B's baby dog bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Now we go from having fun to talking shit about grown men. Which is what this podcast is pretty much built off of. Let's uh-huh. just face. Let's just face. It. <laughs> uh, the committee did a thing, and mm-hmm. they 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 pissed off some people, including me, um, when they left out. And this is not what I'm pissed off about. Actually, it's, I'm pissed off about something entirely different. They left out an undefeated conference champion in favor of a one-loss conference champion. So here's how it shakes out. Michigan is number one, followed by Washington. Texas, number three. Alabama, number four. Meaning it's Bama, Bama, Michigan in the Rose Bowl. And Michigan and Washington, Texas in the Sugar Bowl. I swear I'll get that right when we get to it. (laughs) But, so so they leave Florida State out and they kick Georgia from number one all the way to number five. Out of the playoff entirely. That's why I've got beef with, but we'll get to me in a second. Mm -hmm. What did you make of this? Um, I mean, what I'll, I'll, I'll state in the, at the beginning or to begin with, it is kind of insane that you go from a team or that you take a team that was number one in the country and has been on and has, was undefeated for nearly 30 games and they lose, they get to and lose the conference championship and are immediately knocked from to the number eight team, mind you. And, um, by three points, I mean, this wasn't a, an obliterating you know uh, what by happened? any means. They missed a field goal because of a false start. Yeah, I I, I, That's I saw the that. in the game. I, I, I saw that, and the guy, and he would have made it. Because, uh, like, from that, uh, it got pushed to, what, a 50-yarder? 50, 50 yeah, from 45 to a 50. So, it was just, it, the angle had just, it was just off. And, and he would have made it. And you could see that, that Kobe was like, yeah. Yeah, well, so I, uh, you could tell him basically apologizing to the to the kicker because he shouldn't have been put in that situation. Yeah, like it, it it wasn't on him. Uh, I mean, it was on him for missing it, but it wasn't on him that he was put back further than he they intended to kick it. Right. Um. So, I I do I do partially take issue with that. Uh, but in the same regard, I I also am like, so I'm also just like. Well, I'm also of, uh, of the understand. I, I, I'll say that Alabama should absolutely be in there. I will be very clear in that. You beat the number one team in the nation and won your conference title, and you only had one loss. Uh, you and you were number eight. To to so you you had ample. That that was the exact position you needed to be in to give yourself a chance. You won, and I'd and I'd say that you you earned it. Um. Now, here's the thing. 
with all with the outrage with Florida State. There were so many. I, I get it. You you go thirteen and zero. You win your conference title on a third string quarterback, and you like listen. We did everything right to give ourselves a chance. You did. You gave yourself a chance. But here's the thing. How many teams make it to the college football playoffs? Four. How many Power Five conferences are there? This is rhetorical. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. It's a. It's like they'll. You yeah, exactly after 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 this is over, no more. Um, but coming into this, five undefeated. Uh, so, the, so there are five conference champions. Four of them happen to be undefeated. However, one of them... Now, people are crying about the criteria. Oh, cry, well, they're not crying about the criteria. They're crying about one of the decisions being... Uh, one, of the, one of the things being used to make the decision. Which just so happens to uh, be, be made clear that was a criteria that is, kept, that is kept track of by the committee. Your, your season resume, everything of that sort, blah, blah, blah. But part of the things that are taken uh, taken into account are your availability of some of your biggest player, uh, biggest named players, your biggest impact players. One of them being your quarterback who just broke his leg. Now, I'm not saying that should be the only thing used against them, which it wasn't, because they'll they'll scream about Alabama, right? They scream that Alabama is a one-loss conference title. Uh, a conference champion, and you have four undefeated conference champions right there next to them in the mix. Michigan having handled theirs, Washington having um, uh, handled theirs, um, uh, Texas having handedly Texas handled had theirs. A loss. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas had a loss. Sorry, um, but the uh, but. Texas having handled theirs. Now, granted, the argument was that Oklahoma State was really not that big of a big of a win to begin with. However, that's neither here nor there. They beat Alabama, so that, in as much as I don't like it, kind of gives them and that gives them an edge to, to make it in. So, when it comes down to the choice between the only real choices be, being between an undefeated Florida State team whose best win of the season came on week one and just so happens to be Alabama's third best win of the season. <laughs> I think based on that alone, you kind of, and they just knocked off the number one team of the nation, that kind of gives them an edge. That, it's not, and then you have people that have far more important things to deal with. <laughs> Including the a governor, which I was just made aware of this morning, threatening to sue the college football playoffs. I'm pretty sure he asked for state funds to do that. Yes, yeah, he asked for a million dollars. They were far more important things to deal with in life than an arbitrary committee. <laughs> that is, it's now we all have our issues with the committee. That is, that is, there's no debate there. But to be that outraged over something as meaningless as a college football game, I'm sorry. Like, do you have far more? Th- that is the lo- last thing you should be dealing with in your role, uh, in your chosen profession, as a senator of the United States and the governor of an, enti- of an entire state. 
DeSantis, is DeSantis still in the uh, GOP race for the, for the White House? Uh, or did he drop out? I think he's technically still in. Okay. Um, so it's not even like he's trying to appeal to the people. It's not even like he's trying to win a second uh, second mm-hmm. term as governor. Because I was going to say, like, if you were trying to win the ne- your next term as governor of Florida, then you'd be like, okay, I'm going to rally the people in Tallahassee because, well, that's where the gov- that's where the capital of Florida is. Like okay, I get that, but he's not even like what? What is no? There's not even a political gain from that. It's just a waste. Yeah, exactly. And there's the 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 thing that actually, frankly, annoys me is the absolute overblowing of it all by everyone. The words you're using, the this is. I mean, people are using travesty, and it's a disgrace to college football, and the committee failed, and blah blah blah. My guy. You put FSU against a single one of those teams in the top six, seven, and they would get obliterated, even with their starting quarterback. They struggled against teams early that they shouldn't have struggled against that would not have been forgiven against any of these teams. Did you watch the ACC championship game? I did not. Okay. But I know it was a a snore fest, apparently. Well, you're right about that, but... I know I did watch the game, and here's how. Here's what happened. Louisville's quarterback shit himself on the national stage, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. But Louisville's quarterback, who his name escapes me at this point, I think it was a plumber. I think uh, he did not play well. Had two interceptions, one in the end zone. I'm like, if Louisville's quarter, if Louisville's offense shows up in that game. They win, and this isn't even a conversation. Florida mm-hmm. State did not win that game. Louisville lost it. Yeah. It's – they struggle against a pit team very early and had to break up late. A pit team that is absolutely garbage. the – now, I mean, it is, they say it's not a thing that's taken into account with the committee, or at least, you know, they like to put it off as if it isn't. But one, TV ratings are absolutely something that they probably take into account. Whether they are explicit about it or not, it's absolutely something they take into account. Two, it always is a matter of uh, is this team going to be able to compete? Because, right. Like, yes, a 13 0 record is impressive in any regard. Yes. However, the way you win those games, which is something the college football co- playoff committee in, is in, enables over something like the BCS, which uh, is one of the only few things that has over it, I will, I will admit, uh, is you can look at those in final detail and say, yeah, they won 13-0, but does that really mean what it, what it shows? You struggled against a pit team. That doesn't show up in a computer that just goes, yeah, they'll sell up. You struggled against a dog shit pit team. And yes, you're missing your quarterback and all of this stuff. You, you put any of these teams that they could be up against, if you take out Bama, they're still going to get obliterated by at least two of them. Probably also three of them. Oh, like Washington would obliterate them. If you lined them up this week against any of the playoff top four, and I'll even include wherever the hell Georgia ended up, five or six? Five. Five. Oh, they, uh, yeah. No, sorry, six. I think it's six and then Florida State, five. They go 0-5. Mm-hmm. 
they would lose and, every single time. And if you want, and it, it's not going to come to this, they're not going to go doing some, uh, people are, people have gone as far as to say, oh, Florida State should boycott the bowl game, blah, 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 blah. Um, no, you're stupid, because you know damn well the athletic director is going to want the money for the school. <laughs> Regardless of their principles, regardless of how pissed off they are. Now, if you actually want to prove that you deserve to cut shot in the college football playoff, go out there and beat the socks off of Georgia. You're not going to fucking do it, but go out there and do it. <laughs> then, then someone might go, all right, maybe you deserve a shot. And, but so, no, I mean, if you did, it's, it is absolutely not incorrect to say they did everything in their power to guarantee that they had a chance, but they didn't do it well enough. And the last five, the last four games of the season, who gives a shit about what it was North Alabama? Well, it's no offense to you guys, but that game's effectively meaningless in terms of actually calculating one's ability to compete in the college football playoffs. Mind um, you, they got down 13 nothing in that game. Yeah. So, again, you do that against any of these other five, you're not coming back from it. Simple as that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't feel for the kids that that are that are disappointed in the fact that they did what they what they needed to do to give them such a shot and still got shot down. But guess what? To you, to the coaches, to the athletic director, to the freaking United States senator and a presidential and an additional addition to that a presidential candidate. And any of these other idiots online, that's not what life's about. You do what you do to guarantee that you uh, – to give yourself a chance, but that doesn't guarantee you the opportunity. And this is one of the most perfect life lessons. It is disappointed, but too freaking bad. You get up. You pull yourselves by the bootstra- bootstraps. You beat the shit out of the next guy and say, hey, you regret that now? You See, do I... that, and I'll eat my sock. <laughs> You gotta live stream that if you do that. But until then, you 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 take it. You use that anger and beat the hell out of somebody. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I agree with everything you said. But you know what? This just occurred when you said life lesson. Yeah. What do you what I always hear head coaches talk about? Oh, I'm gonna teach these kids life lesson. Well, here's your chance. Mm-hmm. You need to sit there and sulk about it and complain about it like Norvell did, or you can do what you did and just go, all right, we're gonna beat the hell out of Georgia. Yeah. Here's the thing that here's the thing with me that actually kind of pisses me off more than any of it. Any of the any of the any of the senator, any of the governor, any of the any of the pundits is the way the coach responded to this. Here's what the coach says. He sits there and asks. Obviously, you're 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 disgusted. You're angry. I get. It. I don't disagree with you for being angry. Like I I understand being angry, but you sit here and ask the question. What is the point of playing games if you're just going to be told that if your guy gets injured, you guy you might as well just quit? In fact, that is not what's being told. If your players behind those star players that are that are making this that are part of making this decision are not up to the task, that's on you. I've said this multiple times. If the people behind, backing up your big players or any of your players are not up to the task of filling the role, that is on you. If the team suffers for it, that is on you as the coach for not prepping them properly. 
Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. You're in- absolutely right. Injuries are going to happen, and that is going to be factored in regardless. Let's just take in another example, right? Let's just take in the 2008 Patriots. Mm-hmm. When Brady went down in game one. Matt Castle hadn't started a game since high school. Yep. And they go out and went, they went 11 and 5. Became the second team then in NFL history. I can't tell you if this happened since then. But the second team in NFL history to win 11 games and miss the playoffs. And what happened? The 09 Patriots sunk up the joint. <laughs> Not <laughs> as bad as 2023 Patriots, though. Yeah. But, but, but by, by that mod- standard. Oh, yeah. Yes. By that standard, they, they will, yeah. The 2010 Patriots. But but the point is like the the, the machine kept rolling right. They, they mm-hmm. didn't you didn't see everything just quickly fall off. If Florida State is as good as what people think they are under Mike Norvell, and I do believe they're on their way up, then go out there in a twelve team playoff next year, earn a bye, get in the top four, and go win the whole damn thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You won't have Jordan Travis, but you weren't going to have him this year anyway. Just go. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll echo what I said last time. I don't envy the college football committee ha- having to make these decisions. In this case, I don't envy them. I, I don't. I don't. But, and I will also, to, to FSU's, to, to the other credit, uh, and to the other point, uh, to add to the point of you know, the four-team playoff, this is a, a perfect point as to why the four-team system was a bad idea to begin with. This is a perfect example. Because yeah. as, as I will stand by a, a power five conference champion and in the in next, next, I guess next year will be power four. In, in my opinion, owns their right to be a, con, a title contender. That I don't, I don't disagree with. Especially when the ACC killed divisions. So you actually had a, a true determination of a conference champion, mm-hmm. right? Because it was the, the top two teams. It wasn't like you could have a team like a Clemson that dominated one division and then, you know, some yeah. seven five team that went on a roll in conference play. It, 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 yeah. When you eliminate divisions, you actually give me the truest definition of a conference champion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they shouldn't be left it's, out. You're it, right. It's why the big 12 hopped on that. So when they decide, when they actually implemented a, a bowl game, it, they were like, with you at, at the moment or at the time, we're the only conference that everyone faces everybody. Um, and that's important because like, like you just to, to further support your statement, Iowa, their offense didn't exist at all, all season. And they scraped by on their defense and that bit them in the ass in the, in the conference title game because they literally, they could, you couldn't bail them out because the offense was so damn anemic. But there is a bright side to that. And that is that there was some bar that gave away about 500 bucks with a free beer. Yeah. Because Iowa didn't score. So to all the people <laughs> in, in that Iowa bar for, Having a whole lot of fun, even though yeah. the team was not. Hey, if there's a way to drown your sorrows, that's it, right? <laughs> exactly. And and like I said, I've been tipping my bartenders quite well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh. Now, I agree with everything you said. Like, I, there's nothing in what you just said that I can find any way to disagree with whatsoever. 
But that's not my beef with the committee. And my beef with the committee is taking Texas. And it's not that I want to delegitimize the regular season by discounting there being Alabama. I would love to do that, but that's mm-hmm. not why I'm doing this. My beef is that Texas has the worst loss of anyone in the playoff. They lost to a two-loss Oklahoma team. One of Oklahoma's losses was to a four-loss Kansas team. Oklahoma is not a top-10 team. It's number 12 right now. It's Mm -hmm. number 13 going into last week. Michigan, Washington, no losses. Alabama only lost to a to a top 10 at the certainly top 10 then as of last week, top four now, Texas team. Mm-hmm. Beat the number one team in the country. Alabama has the best win in college football this year. That is indisputable. Mm-hmm. Texas has, of all the playoff teams, the worst loss because Georgia lost to a top 10 team in Alabama. Yep. And then Florida State didn't lose. So I, I know people are going to say, well, you would actually be proving Norvell right. Like, there's no point in playing games if you didn't take Texas and Alabama. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I truly believe if you lined up Texas and Georgia, Georgia would win the game. If, I if, believe that wholeheartedly. If you lined up Texas and, and Alabama now, Alabama would win. Oh, yeah. Like, they, these are other things that, you, that can be taken into account of, yeah. Uh, Alabama didn't even understand their own quarterback situation for the first month of the of the the season. So That's... yeah, you of course you went in there and beat them. Uh, yes, you, you beat them by all means, beat them. And I will not excuse you you losing, but you you winning. But those are things that are that should be taken into account. Because that's what humans are for. They can take that into account. Right. Win the game. But look at this Alabama team now, and tell me they they won't have or they won't be able to to get revenge. Yeah. Like, and I, and I mean that as with as as much as this means, considering how much I just dislike Texas, that doesn't mean disrespect to Texas. Like I said, you do what you need to do to put yourself in the position, and they did. But. Again, we're evaluating the season and evaluating who deserves to be there. And again, I guess in its own right, the best matchups, because whether they were explicit or not, the best matchups mean something too. And Alabama, as it stands, I believe would beat Texas. I believe every one of the top five would beat Texas. Top six would beat Texas. The only win Texas would get would be Florida State. Mm-hmm. I yeah. believe that. Yeah. Now, the, the things that people will use against Alabama, and I've seen, and I, I also don't disagree with because I, I, we, I pick apart everyone else, is that they did, have, they, seemingly, they did have to struggle a bit at the end of the season, of the last two games, to not, not sorry, the last two games of the regular season, to get something going, and they had they, they it took a pretty much a hail a, a mini hail mary in the last moments of the game to beat a six and six or six and five Auburn team. Um, but there's also the caveat there of it's a rivalry game, and these two teams always almost always play each other tough, regardless of record. Uh, 
these are this is again why I don't envy the committee in this way. This will call it exactly uh, because these are all those things that you really do have to take into account. Whether people say whether people believe it or not, these are things that need to be taken into account because the way in this it proves why the regular season matters, not just the wins. Yeah, the entirety of the season matters. The way you won, the, the this this is where quality, the term quality win and quality loss comes into play. It, yeah, it, that's exactly where this matters. Exactly, and look, like I said, I we both know of my disdain for Texas. Like I truly, mm-hmm. if they stop playing football tomorrow, I would love it. Yeah, but having said that, like it's not. I would say the same thing if we were talking about Alabama in the other. If it was reversed, mm-hmm. like if Alabama lost to uh, uh, Mississippi State for example. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, all right, that's a bad loss. And yeah, I know Oklahoma's ranked, but if you're looking at the comparison of, like, the rest of the, of the, of the almost like a mini league, right? Like a mini league at the top, the top six, mm-hmm. Texas has the worst loss. And I really feel like we're, we just ignored that, and we went with the precedent with the idea of, well, we can't set a precedent that, that the regular season doesn't matter. I, I really, I'm with you. I would argue that if you had taken Georgia over Texas, it would still mean the regular season mattered. And because it's here's the thing if Texas had a problem with that, like, here's the solution don't lose to Oklahoma. Don't lose to Oklahoma. If you go undefeated, we're fine. Yeah. But you lost to Oklahoma. I'm sorry, but I have to punish you for that. The, the uh, let, let me look up the stand. Let me, let me, we pop these up the actual full on uh, rankings just to. I don't want the playoff predictor. No, I want the the college football playoff polls. So, the top t- If you really want, what would really like? People keep throwing out the what does the regular season matter with, with these, as we pointed. But do you want to know what would really mean the regular season didn't matter? If you put Ohio State, if you put in Oregon, who lost to Washington twice, if you put in Missouri, who got their asses handed to them by both Georgia, and then they also play Alabama. I can't remember. Let me. I don't believe they did. Uh, but they at least got their asses handed to them by Georgia. Um, and Penn State, who was two lost, like, and or even Oklahoma. Like, if you if you really want to see the regular season doesn't matter, if you then it would be picking teams who didn't win their title, didn't even make it to their title game over all of these teams. But we're sitting here having the top five teams in the country, all of them being Power 5 champions. That's where the, the discrepancy really needs to be picked apart. That's why they got so in de- They need to get so in-depth. I would argue they need to be more in-depth with this cultural playoff than any other one because you've got all of them this close. I don't think we've had a season where all of the top, the power five champions have been this close in the rankings to, uh, to, to, to make it this tough. Not since 2014, the first playoff member was Baylor and TCU going at, going at it. Yeah. I think that's I think the last, right. that's the last time. So there's, there's, there's always been a case where a non, a non conference champion TCU last year makes it into the playoffs because the conference champion was 
no, you couldn't justify jumping them that high. So this one needed more. You needed to look into it more. Otherwise, if I would have just decided to pick the next four guys, then I then then you could really question if the regular season mattered. If I decided uh-huh. to shove Ohio State in there for some damn reason, then you could start making the argument that the regular season doesn't matter because now I'm just putting in Ohio State because Ohio State they didn't make it to the title game. They damn sure didn't win it. Yeah. Like here's the thing. Like if you're not even the best team in your conference, you're not the best team in the country. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. I mean, that's yeah. just that's a that's an irrefutable statement. You cannot in any way refute that. I was in Columbus last week, and we had on the the local news, as you probably would, were like, "Well, what's it going to be like outside and all that stuff?" And the the sports people was on there like, "The Buckeyes have a chance to the NAS at getting in the playoff." I'm like, "Oh, you poor poor man. <laughs> I know you have to pedal that to the people in this city, but you know as well as I do, they don't. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, I'm sorry, but." No, you and I both know that's to be wrong. It's just not going to happen. It's not. No, I I appreciate your enthusiasm and your commitment to this city, but let's just be honest here. And I'm glad no one heard me say that out loud in Columbus because I don't think I would have made it out alive. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. Bottom line is this. I think they said it best on the selection show. Like this has been a great year for a 12 team playoff. Now, wouldn't it? We wouldn't even have this discussion. Like Florida State and Georgia would all be in. They might be pissed off that they didn't get a bye, or they'd still be in the playoff, and they would probably kill whoever was up next. Well, Georgia, well, I don't know about FSU, but either way, we don't have that luxury. Last year, the 14 in playoff, and it should be fun. Mm-hmm. I just say this in the question of. Uh, Huskies versus Longhorns. Give me the Huskies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me go from something we don't envy to I hope people show mercy on us. We have to talk about the Patriots now. <laughs> I don't think we want to, but we have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they lost again, and they lost on two field goals, and baby Zappy started. I guess we'll start there. Were you How surprised were you that Zappy actually started this game? Honestly, I wanted to say I was surprised, but not really. I, I think it, I think having a the fact that Mac Jones has been pulled four times this season, it kind of screams it was time for a change, at least in the quarterback room, to see. You know what? What you know? What's the worst that could happen? It, nothing. It can't happen worse than what's already happened. Um, but what it did prove, and should prove, is that the quarterback is not the only problem on this team. <laughs> yeah. The 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 one thing I'll add is Sappy didn't turn the ball over. That's one game's worth of data, but he didn't turn the ball over. But they also didn't score at all, and. To my understanding, the first four drives would would well everything was a goose egg, but would comparatively big goose eggs because they couldn't move the ball at all. But then when they could start moving the ball, they couldn't make anything of it. This whole team is a goose egg at this point. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day. 
and we'll get to the specifics of this. Actually, no, we have to get to this, and we can go to my bigger point. Um, I, again, I didn't watch the game, and perhaps it was good that I didn't watch the game. Uh, but this, the, the Patriots are the first team since 1938, since before World War II, to lose three straight games while also allowing 10 or fewer points in said games. Mm-hmm. This team is bad. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it, for the most part, it's to no real fault of the defense. No, the it's, defense has been what's kept them in the game. Yeah, it's simply this offense is just bad. Now, I mean, horrible. Now, here's what I was going to get at before I realized my mistake. Uh, we talked about this on this podcast before. Hell, this is Mac Jones' third offensive coordinator in three years. And I told my dad the other day, I said, look, I know I'm going to sound controversial when I say this, but I wouldn't change a thing. And I say that because I am traditionally adverse to changing for changing's sake. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is, okay, yes, this year has been an absolute shit show. Mm-hmm. And I know what the reaction around the NFL to shit shows usually is. Blowing up the start over. And what happens to the majority of those instances it doesn't get better. Mm-hmm. I really, I, honest to God, I would go in with the same quarterback room, make some changes offense. Like, okay, you want to bring in a receiver? Let's go get a receiver down the field. You want to... I think we need to address the running game because the running game has been, for the most part, non-existent this year. Mm-hmm. And that's been this team's problem. It can't run, therefore it can't run its offense. Yeah. Uh, retool like that, but don't make a major change. Keep O'Brien and mm-hmm. keep the quarterbacks. Let's just see what this thing does next year. If it goes south next year, I will say, okay, then make a change. Mm-hmm. But I really honestly believe now, having thought about it for a while, that – don't make any changes for the sake of making changes because that almost never works out. Let's see what stability looks like. Because that was what made McDaniels and Brady so good. It wasn't that McDaniels was a great play caller. It was that he and Brady knew each other was thinking that they worked together for 10 years. Yeah. That's what it was. It wasn't it wasn't anything spectacular on Josh or Brady's part. They both are great. Well, Josh is great as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach, but Brady was a great player. Yeah. But there was the consistency of knowing, okay, this is the offense. I can go work with these receivers and don't have to learn a new offense. I can just tell them how to run the route in Montana or wherever they were training at. And that's why this offense was good. For all we know, Bill is, Billy O'Brien is having to unteach whatever Matt Patricia was teaching last year that clearly wasn't working. And we don't know how the unteaching process is going. Mm-hmm. We don't. Or if we even this one, to be fair. But still, I really believe that consistency is the most important thing right now. I know that's controversial. And I know if I was talking to anyone but you, I would be laughed out of the room and called every <laughs> name of the book. But you are a reasonable man. So I think you at least give me some respect in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I, I've said it and I, I'll, I'll stand by my, my statement of if things got blown up, I, frankly, how much worse could it be? I'm fine with it. However, I, I I don't disagree with what you're saying um, because I've also seen a few things suggesting, well, Mac's going to be on his, on his last year of his rookie contract. 
provided they don't pick up his option because wait, it's the first round he gets the, they get a fifth year option, right? Yeah. Uh, so he'll be his last year of his contract, provided they don't pick up his 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 fifth year option. They've um and uh, again the the fact that the fact that they haven't worked together for very long in terms of O'Brien and, and, and such, the fact that a, 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 across the board, a lot of players that were expected to have an impact on this team are out with injury and were out quite early in the season. I, 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 so that has an impact. The, the wide receiving core has been a revolving door of whose turn is it to get injured. Um, so that consistency has had consistency hasn't been able to really be established, to be honest. Um, the the I I don't think they should pick up another quarterback in the draft. I'm I'm in fact I'm wholeheartedly against it. I would just stand I would stand here straight right now and say they should not draft another quarterback at all. Now, because again, I that's that is not the only problem in this team. The main problem is the offensive line can't protect anybody if on offense and the receivers can't seem to break open enough to, to give them a target. Um, and then of course the quarterbacks just decided they don't want to make good reads because there have been some very dog shit reads. Um, but I think you've got to address the other problems first. Um, Plus, you have four quarterbacks in the damn room. Well, here's the thing. Here's the Uh, thing. Zach becomes off his rookie contract, too. Without being a first-year quarter, uh, a first-round bitch, he doesn't have the fifth-year option. mm -hmm. So if they don't pick up Max's option and Zappi's option, you can clean house after next year in the quarterback room and not have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Like, you, if you really want to, you can clean house in 2025. Yeah. And that's fine. So really, I think – I do think that – Going that route, going that route. Hell, the the one the argument that I saw or the proposal that I saw was sure, pick up a guy, a mid round quarterback, let him practice in the system, while you get the while the other two, maybe three, <laughs> depending on how many, because they'd like to keep four apparently this year as the magic number. Um, really, really evaluate them with hopefully a consistent team. And then, since it's the last year of the contract anyway, you're not obligated to keep them afterwards. Um, and then at least you have another guy who sat there in, in the year uh, in the year in the system and hasn't gotten, uh, hasn't uh, gotten thrown into the file right yeah. off the bat. But the other downside with that possibility is, well, what if everything else still goes to absolute shit and it's not and and, and the you know, that then I would also argue it's it's also very clearly an offensive coordinator problem too, and other coordinators. But if the offense is still not there, then you you run into the problem of the, the same old cycle that we've been in of well, and now if you get rid of your coordinator, now that quarterback who just sat there and learned that system for the year, even though he has the the benefit of being in there for the year, now what? It 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 is a vicious cycle that I'm not entirely sure where the appropriate break is. Because I don't think there is an appropriate. It's break. very dangerous. It's dangerous, close to being an infinite loop. Yeah, because it's very dangerously close to being one. There's some things that I've seen. Now, I, again, I don't know how much I, I, I don't know how much I buy into this or how much I agree with it, but the there's some argument to be made that I've seen made of what if O'Brien isn't able to run the offense he wants to run. 
what what if he's being held back in that regard? Because the 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 stuff being proposed or being put out in front of this was that he had uh, experience at Houston apparently that I didn't actually know about. He was coach of Penn State. He was in Nick Saban's system. Uh, he was in all these college systems and pretty much learning the tools of the modern trade in terms of how the modern offenses are really being ran now. And he, the, per, per the argument was he hasn't really been able to showcase what he could, has been able, could bring over from his college experiences because um, NFL offenses are becoming ever so slightly more college-like as we go with the, the way they're, they're operating. So there's a, at least among this small group putting together the article, that there's a worry that O'Brien's being held back in that and not really being able to run the offense the way he wants based on the, the weapons he has. I, I, I can see this. I can see but I'm also just still not entirely sure how much I buy into it, but I entertain it as a possibility. It's a fair point. Also, the experience in Houston, you don't recall, uh, he was the head coach of the Houston Texans for six years. Oh, Houston. For some reason, I read that as because uh, it was lumped in with all the other colleges. I, lo- I immediately lumped that as the University of Houston. I was like, what? But that, I see, I was going to mention that too, but uh, the Texans, because I did remember that, but for some reason, my brain lumped it as the University of Houston, because it mentioned Penn State and Alabama. Right it, it's, it's a fair thing, <laughs> but no, he, no he, uh, he definitely was not at Houston. Yeah, but he was he was in G, he was the head coach and GM for a year of the Houston yeah. Texans. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know that I buy into that, but it's reasonable enough to where if I had concrete evidence, I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't, if I had more evidence, I certainly wouldn't refute it. Mm-hmm. It's reasonable enough to expect, but yeah, I, like it's it, I, it. I'm on the same boat. It's like I I'm not willing to take that as the wholehearted truth, but I'm open to the possibility that there's just stubbornness in the those above him. And that being it, the head we've coach. seen it. We've seen it happen with with a bunch of things, with a bunch of instances. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, even though it's Bill Belichick, it's still not necessarily out of the question because you know no. everyone's got their things they're not willing to to budge on, and maybe that's one for him. Now, speaking of budging, uh, the over under for the Patriots Steelers game this week has not budged. Now we're going to talk about this. We won't nearly do a game preview, but let's face it, the Patriots are ass. There's no point in previewing this stuff anymore. We'll just talk about it because we have to. Um, the, the over-under for the Steelers and Patriots game on Thursday is a total of 30. So here's the question. With the Patriots being ass and the Steelers on the backup quarterback now, Mitch Trubisky, and having an offense that is down there with the Patriots among the worst in the league, Will these two combine for 30 points on Thursday or more? Or take I'm, the under? I'm truthfully not convinced that they that they will. I think I would take the under on that. Yeah, because I heard a stat today of the last Steelers not going to count for any of it. No, the Patriots are averaging four points per game the last three games. Mm-hmm. 
12 on the season. The Steelers average 16 total. 12 plus 16 is 28. Yeah. It is not 30. They they average in the first quarter of the of the game in the, across the season two points. Two points Which in side? the first quarter of the game. Which side? Uh, uh, sorry, Patriots. Okay. The Patri- it, it, same, same with the third quarter. The first and third quarter, they, they can't open a game and they can't open a quarter. <laughs> And they can't open a half. Oh, yeah, 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 they can't open a half. <laughs> it's just it's, 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 this team is bad. Uh, we all know this. I mean, I was looking forward to what. Like, imagine when they put the when they put this game on the schedule. Like, oh man, Patriots Steelers. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Patriots. Oh man, Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, that didn't go well. Yeah. Uh... I mean, I'll I'll still watch it. But I will not enjoy myself while doing so. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. The only here's what I will get out of that. I will get two things out of this. One, L. Michaels and Kirk Kirk Street, and I'll probably get into more fun in this number two. My girlfriend is a Steelers fan, so yeah. There's that inner inner house quote unquote rivalry. <laughs> And I'm sorry, honey, I should have put you first, but I like Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's it. That's all I get out of this game. That's all I get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, to, I had to make my popcorn bucket extra deep to drown the sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Get the good popcorn out. Now. Let's move on to around the league to teams that are less shitty than that. Oh, my God. We start with the Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. We need to go back to last week. I do apologize for that, folks. All right. Let's start in Big, da- in Big D with the Cowboys won 41-35 of the Seahawks. That was the first time the Cowboys have beaten a good team this year, but did we learn anything about it? Um, no, no, I don't know. I don't Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, Fair point. I mean, DK Metcalf's crazy. Uh, crazy good. <laughs> I mean, again, you kind of stopped it crazy. That that's a that's a that's a game I I I didn't I didn't get to see any of. Um, and I intended to, but I don't remember what happened that put, made me unable to. But uh, um, yeah, it was just. Overall, that 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 was a fun one, from what I understood. <laughs> I did not get a chance to watch either. I don't. I like you. I don't remember what it was that prevented me from doing that. I I I, I don't think I really like. Oh my gosh, I gotta watch this game. But I think I probably like. Oh, you know, I could turn that on for a second. I never did. I mean, I don't even know why. I just I, I don't. Uh, let's see here. Colts thirty-one, Titans twenty-eight in overtime in Nashville. The Colts are. Seven and five, but check this out. They're five and one on the road. Like, that's just, that's weird, mm-hmm. first of all. Let's just face facts. That's weird. So, how big a deal is it that the Colts went in there and won? Um, I mean, I'd say it's pretty, uh, pretty good. <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty big. I mean, they, uh, it was, ba- it was back and forth for, for what I understood. Um, and they still, you know, they, they came. Oh, the Titans came out and scored first. You know, get with the field goal, so really put the pressure on the Colts. Um, so that the response to that, especially with 
um, I mean, hell, the injuries and random up and down season they've had, it's it's got to be a, a big morale boost in that, <laughs> for sure. Check, check this out. Uh, in that in that game, Nick Folk, of course, the former Patriots kicker, now the Titans kicker, also was the Titans punter in that game. He punted for the second time in his career. Wow, in that game because their regular punter got injured in the second half. Ooh. Yeah, I saw he, he also, got, what did he get collided with, and then it was a yes, with uh, for a touchdown for the Colts, or was it? Almost, I do it believe you are Raton. correct. I believe you're right. Um, and as a result, Ryan Tannehill was the holder. Whew. How the mighty have fallen! <laughs> How the mighty average have fallen. <laughs> 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 yeah, I got if, it. I had, if I was I sipping tea, that, that that would be on my monitor right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, tea is great, but don't ruin your monitor. <laughs> I've already ruined a keyboard by spilling an alcoholic beverage on it a couple of years ago, so I'm not about of to repeat that. <laughs> of course you did. With the beverage, too. Yep. Uh, when I, you're alcohol, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of control, <laughs> man. He's like, I'm not even gonna. I ain't arguing, man. You're right. <laughs> Lions beat the Saints, 33-28. They raced out to a 21 nothing lead in the first quarter, but again, look what the final score was. Mm. This is a big deal that the Lions got off to a fast one after losing on Thanksgiving, or that they almost lost the game. <laughs> um. It's, it's always it's always worrying when you give up that big of a lead. Uh, so I, I I'd say, um, I, I I would say with that, it's always impressive to get to that big of a lead, but it's more impressive to maintain that lead. Uh, so letting them fight back and, and scare you, you got to work on that. All right, let's see here. Uh, Falcons beat the Jets. Uh, I, I, the, the Falcons get back to 6-6, six and six, so that's obviously good. But let's just talk about the number one thing here. The Jets are inching closer and closer to being out of playoff contention. And that is what we want. Mm-hmm. That is one thing from this game. I don't care what the Falcons winning. I mean, I'm, I, it helps them not fire the head coach. We all know why I'm against firing head coaches, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here for the Jets. So like, if I can't have a winning season, by God, you can't. Even. Yep. I, I said at the beginning of the year when, when things were taking a tone for the worse, if the only two W's on the, in the column are chalked up next to the New York Jets for the uh, for the Patriots, that's all I need for the. That's all I need to save my sanity. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're. I, I, I can't. I can't really agree with you. I can't disagree with you. I'm sorry. Um, Cardinals go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. They just beat. They beat them by two touchdowns. And quite frankly, I watched that game. The Steelers didn't really look like they cared outside of the defense because TJ Watt always cares. Yeah. Yeah. If, if there's one guy that's always going to care on that side of the ball, it's TJ Watt. And it's why now, if I recall properly, I thought he suffered a bit of an injury on that. Not, not, uh, I it wasn't a way that it made aware that it was serious, but I thought he was taken out for a short bit. But I might, I was, I was in and out for part of this game. Uh, I was uh, outside helping with the like Christmas lights and stuff, so I did not catch all of it, so I can't say. 
Uh, but I do know that uh, Kenny Pickett got hurt, and uh, to my understanding is expected to be out for a short bit because uh, yes. it will be the Mitch Trubisky show. Um, uh, Thursday. Thursday, yes. Mitch Trubisky versus Bailey Zappi. You wonder who sold that quarterback matchup to the NFL scriptwriters. Yeah. Okay. So and more... he... Oh, sorry. I was about to pop open the... No, um, He did get injured, but it doesn't seem serious. And and what's his status for tomorrow? Uh, to my understanding, he should be playing. Oh no! Uh, but they do. They we got to remember. Well, we we this only partially helps. Minka Fitzpatrick broke his hand, so does that. They don't got to deal with, I guess. Yeah, only partially. Only yeah. only partial yeah. saving. But no, as long as T.J. Watt's on that end, I, I don't care who else is there. T.J. Watt's gonna make you work for it. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Something in the water, man. <laughs> Something, something that was constant water. <laughs> Dolphins beat the Commanders. Congratulations to beat a bad team by 30. If there was the a- Dolphins are 9-3 for the first time since 2001. Wow. If there was ever a participation trophy win, that's that's one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, I mean, yeah, props to you. You should have blown them out, and you did. So, good on you, but... Yeah, good. That's a participation trophy if I've ever seen one. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. but you did it. My, so my my dad was like, "Oh, I've been good game." Like, no, no, it won't be. That's that's not. No, I'm sorry. No, nope, it's, it's not, on that part of the roller. It's on that part of the roller coaster where the commanders decide not to put up a fight. So, uh-huh. um, they'll be back next week at the very top. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of ups and downs, uh, the Texans beat the Broncos 22-17. Both teams came in on a five-game winning streak, and one team left on a six-game winning streak, and that's the Texans. How big a win is this for Houston? And conversely, how big a loss is it for Houston? I mean, it, I mean Denver, sorry. For, for Houston, I mean, Denver's defense has been one of the best, if not the best, in their winning streak, over the course of their winning streak, um, which is why I didn't play C.J. Stroud coming into it. Uh, uh, in fantasy, uh, it similarly did not put Nico Collins in. Um, uh, yeah, that bit me in the ass again. <laughs> what is it with you with getting beat, because, bit in the ass like this? Because my choice was uh, Justin Hobart and Keenan Allen over a that with a high powered offense, they are the eighth best offense in the league, uh, against. Uh, just an overall bad Patriots team. Yes, they have uh, the defenses keep kept them in it, but you know that was my choice. And I was like, okay, I think I'll I will bet on the Patriots' demise, which I guess I was partially correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's not the uh, way but, you needed it to be, but not the way I needed it to be. Uh, so, want to to go out there and and face one of the of recent best defense in the league and to come out with a victory, always good. Uh, for the Broncos to have still kept it within a score, um, you know, it was the the streak was bound to end eventually, right? But they, 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 it's not like they got blown out. Uh, the days of seventy to twenty losses for, for at least that on uh, for now are gone. I think we ruined Sean Payton by telling him what scoregami meant last week. <laughs> Yeah, he. I think he was. He must have still been wrapping his head around. Like, I think so. Yeah, he was probably looking at the score of the board each time. 
Hey, hey, and look at his offensive coordinator. Hey, is that one of them there, Scorigamis? <laughs> no, he had his play call sheet. Instead of all the stuff, it just had Scorigamis <laughs> on every last line. It just had the definition, like every other line. And then, and then, and then no, a definition up top, then every Scorigami ever in league history <laughs> on the display sheet. <laughs> like, okay, Russ, we're going 42-10 on this one. Okay, Russ, we're going 25-18. And Russ goes, huh? Uh, what? <laughs> say, wait, I didn't practice that one, coach. Twenty-eight <laughs> <laughs> forty-two. <laughs> oh boy, I, I will tell you this though: that's a big win for the Texans, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily a big win because they get to seven and five, and they're two games over right now. But they've lost some close games. And they've lost some close games at home, right? They lost. Let's see here. Uh. Uh. The last time they were, the last week out, they lost to the Jaguars, uh, 24-21. But this is the close losses. At the Panthers, 15-13. At the Falcons, 21-19. They've lost close games. Mm-hmm. So for them to win a close game after losing on the eighth week, that, that's a big deal. That's a good, tough, resilient win for a young football team with a first-year head coach. That might be the win that I, I, I don't – this might be a little bit extreme, but it also kind of might not be. They might be the one that saves their season. It, it really yeah. might be. Yeah, I mean, it, the I think it's even even having, to my understanding, lost Tank Dell for the rest of the season. They're 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 um they're rising rookie store. Um, they they those gaps were st- able to be filled. The the mistakes that they've they've made in the past have, you know, seemingly been erased. Uh, it, it gives them a lot. It certainly gives them a lot of momentum and they, they, I think it, it, at this point, it's basically uh, if they're in a playoff spot or I can't remember if they're in a playoff spot now, or if they're right outside the bubble, I, I can't recall, but that they, they, they're driving the truck at the moment for the, for a playoff spot. Well, let's check a playoff spot. Uh, let's check it while we're here. As of right now, the Houston Texans are one game a tie with the Colts. The Colts win the tiebreaker on Houston based on head-to-head win percentage. Ah, so the Texans are eight out of well out of the AFC. They're right there, mm-hmm. but they're not quite there yet. They're right where they need to be to give themselves a chance. Exactly. All right, let's move ourselves along here. Uh, let's see here. Panthers lose the Bucks. Surprise, surprise. Twenty-one eighteen. Big deal that the that the the, the, Pan- the the Bucks won, or that the Panthers kept it close after firing the head coach. Um, yeah, I'm actually just surprised it was a three-point game. I knew the Buccaneers won for some reason. It didn't register to me that they had only won by three. So I'll say I'm surprised at that. That so just by sheer surprise, I'll give that the bigger deal. Um. And then I'll just add to the laughter that they're the first team eliminated uh, from the playoffs, so or playoff contention. So the Patriots should be out by like Thursday, <laughs> probably. I mean, of uh, be, because they're not, they're still mathematically, even though it's this close, it's literally a, a next to zero chance of making it. Every time I've I've looked up a, because I just wanted to know, I was like, all right, what are the calculations, or if or is there a calculator out there based on, you know where it stands. Uh, but I saw a nicely summarized article of playoff chances and the Patriots have 
for all intents and purposes, a 0% chance. They don't even have a 0.1% chance. It is a less than 0.1% chance uh, of making it. And for, for reporting purposes, it's a zero because there were three other teams right there in the mix with them. Uh, which, again, not surprising. They're dead last in no. the AFC. So th- if they lose this, they should be eliminated. But I, I don't. I don't really, I guess, because not many people really care about writing a, uh, what what are the elimination scenarios for a team that's basically eliminated anyway uh, article, which, you know, I'd like to read. I can't blame uh, them. Uh, it's like, I'm probably one of the only three people that would like to read that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because you like to do the math. Yeah, but uh, I, I can't imagine that they, like, it would be surprising to me if the Patriots lose this game and they're not officially eliminated, honestly. Mm-hmm. If I don't go to bed on Thursday night, seeing the graph, the Patriots eliminate the playoff advantage, I will be shocked. Mm-hmm. I, 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 seventy-five percent expected it uh, this week. To be honest, yeah, I did too. I, 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 I'd be on, yeah. So then, when I saw the the thing on Threads saying that they were the the Panthers were the first team eliminated, I was like, really, the Patriots were eliminated? Huh. Okay. Well, I guess All that right. means the second team. Where's the, is there a notification? Nope. Well, god dang. <laughs> yeah. All right. This, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Small chance, but a chance is the last. <laughs> well, okay, let's just, it won't happen, but let's just have some fun here. What if everything they need to have happen, happens? <laughs> they met, This team makes the playoffs at 7-10. I guarantee you the rest of the AFC go, oh, shit. <laughs> oh no. 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 Oh, no. 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 Uh uh-uh, uh, we don't want that. No. <laughs> We'd have uh Andy B going, no. Get out of here. Uh-huh. Who'd have thought this? The Rams beat the Browns and put up 36 on them. So what's the big deal? The Rams won the game that the Browns defense gave up thirty six points. I am very surprised at the Browns defense giving up thirty six points. Uh and that's Los Angeles' third straight victory too. Um just, holy cow, let's see. Uh McVeigh finally adjusted to being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> Uh, but even more worrisome for the Browns is that they—that's their second straight loss. Uh, um, pulling them into, well, I don't know if they were second before, but they're third now in the in the division. Uh, so basically, I mean, it's still anybody's game, but it basically, in terms of second place, it's more so anybody's game because Baltimore's quite comfortable. Uh, got a quite comfortable two point or two game lead in their division at the moment. Uh, let's see here. 49ers went into Philadelphia and they blew the Eagles the hell out of their mm-hmm. own stadium. Mm-hmm. How big a deal is this? And second, I guess, two part question. Did, did this shake up how we see the NFC? Uh, it should. Uh, it, absolutely. So I understand that the, the nine, I didn't get to watch the very beginning of this game, but I got to watch a majority of it. Um, but I understand the the first quarter was a bit of a rough outing uh, for the Niners. It it took a minute. Uh, it, it took them a minute to get uh, get comfortable, I guess. Um, but my God, I think I turned it on right before halftime. Uh, I, I think uh, 
I know I watched all the second half. I know that for sure. Um, and I was just, you, you could ask Liz, I was just sitting there. So she, she turned on the TV. I had my iPad just sitting there watching it, um, uh, on my iPad and I you know, turned it down a bit such as to not disturb her. And I think I disturbed her more with my, Oh, hell yeah. Fuck you, Philly. Uh, more so than the, the, the actual audio of the game might've disturbed her. <laughs> The smart man. I was saying, oh, smart man for letting his wife have the TV. Not so smart man for then interrupting his wife doing that. Oh. You, went from, you went from the great husband to, I am filing the papers tomorrow. Oh. But I, man, Which it... also means I get to come up there and kick your ass. Because I told you on your wedding day, if you ever lose, I'm going up there and kick your ass. So... I mean, I'm popping uh, around on one foot, but I don't know how much I can do that. But I, you know, yeah. the, the the attempted action is there. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, this this to me again shows that the Eagles, uh, their their ten and one record coming into that was not the ten and one that everyone thinks it is. Like it, it this is the second time the the the. 49ers have faced one of the other top teams in the conference and obliterated them. Not just beat them in a close game and had a back and forth, absolutely established dominance and said, hey, Cowboys and Eagles, for specifically, you're our bitch. I mean, uh, <laughs> Leonard Williams, Leonard Williams wore an all-black getup coming in. And I saw a quote today said, I wore it because that was signifying we were going to kill them. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, you did. Um, boy, did you. Debo uh, talked smack too. Yeah. And, and again, if you're going to talk smack, back it up. And that's what they did. I'm all for hearing, you know, locker you know, billboard material. And, and I'm even more so for talking this shit and backing it up. Amen to that. Because very, we don't get to see that too often. We really no, we don't. don't. Not in the NFL, no. Yeah. So this is the, that this game, I'm not going to lie, is everything I wanted it to be. I wanted the Eagles to get out there and be so damn humbled and embarrassed that it wasn't even funny. And then it got so bad, it was so not funny, that it was even more funny. That's, that's the cycle it went through, and I loved it every single second of it. Every single second of it. Every single second. Anytime the city of Philadelphia loses, the best of this country wins. Mm -hmm. I and will the, maintain that. And the craziest thing is, there was not a single turnover in that game. Not that's a single why. turnover. The Niners scored on seven. No, six. Six. Because six. six times seven is 42. Six <laughs> straight drives. Yes. Yeah. Six straight. And... Yeah. and to one, let's see, there were two, two of them were 45 plus yarders to, to Debo Samuel. <laughs> well, I we'll love it. I love it. And think about how hard it is to score on six straight drops. Like, that's just hard at any, yeah. any level. Absolutely. The, he, oh. the oh, I, I think, uh, what was, I was going to say that they got to, they got to Hurts a lot. They used a lot of um, 
I think it was they, they used a lot of um, <sighs> spy. I think spy. I think they kept a spy on him regularly to keep him him check, and and then they they, they just hit home. Uh, they only hit, they only did it th- three times, but it was twenty seven yards, <laughs> which you know that's a lot. And then t- t- on top of keeping pressure, they 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 didn't force turnovers, but they kept they forced incompletions, and that got them ball back just as quick. And I would have expected nothing less from the combination of Nick Bosa and Chase Young, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Patrick Mahomes played his first road game at Lambeau Field, and he got the full experience, including the home team winning. Packers beat the Chiefs 27-19, so they are now 6-6. Six and six. The Chiefs fall to a very weird-looking 8-4. Mm-hmm. So, bigger deal, start to have some concern with the Chiefs now, or, hey, don't look now, but the Packers are on the roll. <laughs> I mean, uh Big ups to the Packers for getting getting situated and also handling one of the top AFC teams. Um, but the Chiefs, it's a continuing worry. Dropped passes are going to kill this team's chances at at, a, at any sort of a playoff run. They're going to be in the playoffs. That that I do not doubt one bit. But having an actual playoff run, I am becoming increasingly worrisome that they're going to get anywhere past the first round or the super wild card because the, the it, it's absolutely killing them. And it's quite literally done. So in, in at least two games <laughs> where they, about, sh- they should have won. Think about this. The Chiefs can not only be, can not only be playing on wild card weekend for the first time and probably Patrick Mahomes entire career. But if they win that, there's a decent chance that this year is the first time the homeless plays a road playoff game. Mm-hmm. And that just how wild that is. Yeah. So they're still, they're still in a comfortable two game lead for their division. Because the division but, is ass. But at this point, yeah. Yeah. Like you've already been beaten by uh, Denver. And who knows what's going to happen with Los Angeles. Have they played? They haven't played Los Angeles twice yet. They've only played I them one time. I don't think so. But who knows what happens with them? They're, it's a back and forth whether it's going to be a blowout or a, or a close one. I mean, the Chiefs always end up coming on top regardless. But still, one day those close ones are going to get them. And if there's a season for that to happen, the, the Chargers better be on the right side of their roller coaster to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, here's the uh, here's the Chiefs' remaining schedule: home to the Bills this weekend, at the Patriots, home to the Raiders, home to the Bengals, at the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And they should win all those games. Yeah, they should. But, but at least three of them, with the way they've been performing, make me worried for them. Uh huh. And one of those is not the Patriots. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> no. Not at all. I mean, even with the Bills being as weird as they are, I would still be worried about uh, Kansas City uh, facing them if I'm Kansas City. Yes. Bengals go into Jacksonville and win on Monday Night Football as a road team for the first time since 1991. So they're 6-6. The Jaguars are 8-4. Jacksonville had kind of been on the periphery of the number one seed in the AFC. Tell me, who who has the 
what who is this result bigger for? That's what I'm trying to get at. Um I mean you the Jaguars are presumably gonna be without Lawrence for a couple of weeks. Uh to my understanding I've heard no fewer than three weeks. Um that's big. <laughs> I don't even know who their, their backup is, to be honest. Uh... Uh, but it it has at least shown in some way that there's still there's still life to be had in the Bengals because there was something I saw a while back ago that people you know had basically asked the in it I don't know if the it was, what the context was in terms of if he was being compared. In, in the question or whatever it was, but basically, uh, it was he was asked if he thought he was going to be ready to to take over uh, since since uh, Burrow was out for the season, and uh, some his response was something along the lines of, "I've been in this system for a little while. I've had plenty of time to understand the the stuff. I'm confident in my abilities. I know I'm going to get out there and be fine." Um, and it was something along the lines of in comparisons to you know a Josh Jobs situation where he just got traded and got shoved in there and had to have, you know, the plays read to him, which again is not his fault, but it was, it was a, you should have a little bit more confidence in me than you would have had in Dobbs coming into that situation, which is a fail thing. And I don't think his name was mentioned by, no, but it was kind of, yeah, but I think his mentioned name, the name was mentioned in the question, if I recall, Uh, but either way. uh, And I think this kind of showed it. They, they came in, to uh, one of the top teams, again, one of the top teams in the conference, and uh, and out, and you know, outplayed them. Yeah, for the last, what was it? I think it's the third quarter or something that Lawrence got hurt. Something uh, like that. I think it yeah. was early fourth. But you know, for majority of that point, you know, they, Lawrence has done his job. So now, the thing that I will say, <laughs> outside of the game itself, is that, and <laughs> that I will echo from some of the people. Uh, pointing it out was that your presumable franchise quarterback hurts his ankle, can't literally cannot walk, and you can't give him the de- dignity of having a cart to roll him down the tunnel. You have to have him trying to put pressure on even with two people walking down that tunnel the whole time. I saw the video. I'm like, that is ridiculous. Yep, it, it is. It is. Classic Florida. Yeah. Like, seriously, what the hell? <laughs> Speaking of Florida, we now go to what I had promised earlier, and we finally made it back to it. Buccaneers at the Falcons. <laughs> big win, big game for both. Uh, who wins? Um, who? Uh, I'm just going to – I think it'll be close, but I think – just because of the home field, I'd just give me Falcons, but I'm not really confident in that either. I like Luda. Just because I don't like Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I'll say, I like Luda more than I do Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so by that line, give me the, give me the Falcons. Luda <laughs> is fun. Baker Mayfield is by and large not. Lions and the Bears. Uh, yeah, I don't think it needs to be said what my pick is here. <laughs> I agree. Think that's pretty obvious. Yep. Yeah. And I agree. <laughs> Another backup battle. 
Colts and the Bengals from downtown Cincinnati, Ohio. Who wins? Mind you, like I said, the Colts are five and one on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 going to be tough. Um, Indianapolis is a one point favorite, funnily enough. Uh, and I think this will again. I think this will be a close one. Um, I'm just not. I'm not sure. Um, I'll say give me Colts by three. That's what I was thinking too. By a field goal late. I think so. <clears throat> I think so. Jaguars and the Browns. The Browns defense bounced back against CJ Beathard. Ah, that's that Jaguars it. backed that's up. It. And that Jacksonville offense. <clears throat> um, one would think. Uh, I genuinely get, he's been in the league for a while. I know that Beathard has. But has, has he ever had a starting job? I can't recall, no. Like, outside of maybe coming in for someone else injured? I think, yeah, I think he's been a career backup. Yeah. So. <clears throat> There's a reason he's been a career backup then, right? Yeah. Uh, and and the Browns, well, now, this is where it comes into that other t- interesting stats where we, that we've been bringing up. Browns are 5 at home, but the Jaguars are undefeated away. Mm. Indeed they are. Indeed, they are. Uh, again, coming into this with the caveat of backup quarterback in. I mean, this is basically the this season has basically been the season of the backup quarterbacks. Uh, like, like ha- at least half the league has been playing has played their backup for one reason or another. And there's the Jets and Patriots. Like, hell, if we know who's going to start this week. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have that last game of the season called Jets at Patriots be like, who in the hell are you at the backup, at the quarterback spot? Julian Edelman comes out of retirement <laughs> and um, uh, Joe Namath puts on the, puts on his things, comes out, they roll him out in a wheelchair for convenience sake. And we just, we, we just kind of go with it and see what happens. <laughs> really? And Joe Namath this... would still kick our ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can we get now, now that, I, I, I would gladly give up a, a 19, 18, 19 game win streak against the Jets if Joe Namath came out on a wheelchair and kicked our ass. I would be like, you know what? That's that's fine, but <laughs> Broadway Joe, you want, that's fine. I'm not even mad. <laughs> no, here's what's going to happen. This is going to happen. We're going to uh, we're gonna see Tom Brady walk out of that tunnel before that game. On uh, that game in January, he'll be watching and be like, "I've had enough of this shit." <laughs> hey, Bill, don't wait to come fix your problems. Yes, Tommy, <laughs> get your ass in the building. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Panthers at the Saints. The Saints need this one, don't they? Uh huh. Hundred <laughs> percent. And they should win it. Should, but it is a division game, so who knows? Yep. Texas to the Jets. Please, let the Jets not win this game. Exactly. Uh, I'm I, I'm I'm taking the I'm taking my um, my lessons and C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins are going in, and I expect Nico Collins to be even more productive without Tank Dell. Uh, uh, say hello to four and nine uh, uh, Jets. We come, we're waiting for you at the bottom. It's all right. We've got snacks. You'll be fine. <laughs> 
Why are we the ones waiting for them? They're the ones that have been there for the past like 15 years. Shouldn't they have already ducked down everything and paid for yeah. everything by now? Yeah. Now, here's here's something that ma- that made me laugh. And I think the I had the sentiment, and basically everyone else in the comments of Pat McAfee's thing said it, uh, because Pat McAfee posted this clip, and Aaron Rodgers basically said, uh, yeah, I know the Jets are playing like shit right now, but we'll be back next season. And myself... I, th- I thought it, and then I scrolled through some comments, which I don't normally do, but I just kind of was curious. And myself and everyone else was like, even some Jets fans uh, in the in the comments said, uh, yeah, don't you have to be somewhere to have to have been somewhere to actually be back? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that kind of, I feel like, is, is, is a requirement there. <laughs> just, 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 just a little bit, just a little bit. Like, the Patriots were at one point somewhere. We can be back. Yes, y'all we can haven't say, been anywhere in ten years. I don't think there's a criteria of being back. Unless Best Ryan is walking through that door with Mark Sanchez behind him, you, <laughs> in can't which, say, you can't say you're back. In which case, I will happily take a butt fumble 2.0. Yes, I will too. <laughs> we just need Mitch, Vince Wilfork's, hey, the, Vince Wilfork's, uh, you know, him or his son to come in or something. I don't Mitch know. Mitch if you're listening, can you give me a semblance of happiness tomorrow night and run into someone on your offensive line? Please, that's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. It's, it's one simple thing. It's, that's all I need you to do. I don't have one. a bit writing on it or anything. I just I just want the satisfaction. <laughs> yeah. Like if now, like now you think. You could bet on basically anything. Surely someone out there has an anytime butt fumble across the league. <laughs> Surely say, someone does. I would say so. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know how players are always like, I don't give a damn about your fantasy team. Like, I'm not asking you to be selfish. I'm just asking you to be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm asking of you. I'm not asking you to be like, I'm asking you to care about my family. I'm asking you to care about my personal well-being. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> oh. Rams and the Ravens. The Ravens coming off a bye, and the, all of a sudden, the resurgent Rams going across the country. I think the Ravens win, but I will be honest with you, that seven-point line is a bit much for me. Mm-hmm. I I agree on both counts. I think it would be much closer, um, for sure. Vikings <clears throat> and the Raiders. After much debate over the bye week, Josh Jobs is confirmed as the starting quarterback for the Vikings. And my question is, what other options did you have? Exactly. I, I stand by what I said before. You have you can't just throw away one a guy because of one bad game when he's already operating on less than a month uh, with your team. Um, so he he deserves that other chance. And again, you're playing the Raiders. I think that's a good good time to to give <laughs> to give him his chance to to make up for it. Uh huh. Seahawks and the 49ers, uh, after what San Francisco did to, to, the, to the Eagles, you understand why this is a 10-point line for the Niners uh-huh. in this one. And to be fair, just about uh, it, it's also in context of what the 49ers did to the Seahawks just two weeks ago. Yes, on Thanksgiving um, night. So I, stand, I would gladly stand by that line, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <clears throat> Bills and the Chiefs from Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City. The Chiefs were only a one and a half point favorite in that game. That's kind of surprising. Is it fair? I, I'm actually a little bit surprised by that too. Um, especially given that the Bills have won or that one four 
away. And and Arrowhead's not an easy place to play. No. Um, especially if a certain Time Magazine person of the year is in the audience. Excuse yeah. me I gag saying that. <laughs> um, so and the people who said rightfully so. <laughs> um, I'll say... Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll stand by. I wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bills do come out with this. Uh, but similarly, it wouldn't surprise me if they bungle it all up. Uh, and that's like the 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 you've got to be able to take advantage of the of the fact that the Chiefs can't seem to catch uh, anything at all. Like they must have forgotten to put on their you know their sticky gloves. Um, but the other problem is the. Bills are wholly incapable of, of of taking control of a game, and the, even though the Chiefs have problems, they're it's not that easy to take control of them. Yep, they they pretty much have to give it to you in this case, and that's basically what they've been doing with their dropping. They've been giving it to you, uh, but I I, I feel like. It's not really gonna. That's not really gonna help them. I, I, I think the Chiefs should win it, but this is one I should still be worried about if I am the Chiefs. Yes, uh, because it's wholly it's wholly losable. Broncos and the Chargers. Uh, this is a massive game for both, for a variety of reasons. Who wins? I say the Broncos. Um, again, because their defense has gotten stuff figured out. And if the you know the Chargers could only score six points against whatever semblance of a team the Patriots are, they're gonna have a whole hell of a lot more of a struggle doing uh, scoring points against the Broncos, who have defensively figured things out, and as a result, offensively started, you know, that's helped them. Amen to that. Eagles in Dallas against the Cowboys. <clears throat> Sunday Night Football. Big one in the NFC East. Who gets it done? I'm going. I want to. I want to hope the Cowboys because if the Cowboys win. That gives the 49ers number one seed by way of tiebreakers. Um. So I want. I, and also, I just want to see Eagles fans cry a little bit more. So, if for all regards, I want the Cowboys to win. Uh, because it's the Cowboys and they they like to beat up on basically all the other weaklings and then fumble when, when it's against anyone else of importance, I still don't have confidence that they will. It's a fair point. I mean, it really is. And, and here's the thing. This is when we find out about the Cowboys. This is when we find out they truly are a good team. And I, if they beat the Eagles, I, I guess Skip Bayless has his ammo for the week. <laughs> But at the same time, I don't watch. I don't watch first. I don't watch undisputed, so I, I'm fine. But I, I, I want the. I want the. I want the Eagles to lose every game. Like in a perfect world, the Eagles go 0 17. That's the perfect world for me. But we don't live in a perfect world. So, <laughs> two Monday night games this week. Actually, first one is uh, about that at the same time. Uh, t- Titans, Titans and Dolphins. Uh, Give me Miami. Yeah, I mean, there there couldn't have been, almost couldn't have been, two more, two games this of this week that I'm the least interested in. That's these two, to be honest. 
Uh, big, the Dolphins should handle that easily. Big line, 13. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. Tight, uh, Packers and the Giants is the last game of the <clears throat> week. Well, I guess whichever I guess whichever game ends ends the latest is the last game of the week because they both start at the same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, <clears throat> the Packers should be because the Giants, it ain't good. It isn't, uh, but for the memes, uh, Devito. <laughs> yes, for the for the memes only. For the memes only, Devito. <laughs> and that brings us now to everyone's favorite ending uh, segment. What we learned this week, and um, we talked about this earlier in the, in the before we came on. You have to go first because mine's hilarious. I don't know about yours. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what mine was that I was thinking of. Um, I mean, you know, it it might have been one of the things I was mentioning earlier that because I know it wasn't. Uh, uh, what was it? I think I was staring at it while we were. It it was something related to uh, oh. Uh, this is the thing I learned today that's outside of my usual realm of, of the sciences and everything of that sort. Um, and I did mention it to you, but I just didn't uh, uh, like have an article linked. The, the Department of Justice announced today that for the first time ever, they were filing charges under the, <clears throat> under the U.S. war crime statutes against... Uh, four Russian soldiers that were that allegedly uh, tortured a U.S. national that they captured in Ukraine, and uh, and he, <clears throat> he they had captured them like in his in his home in Ukraine or in his in his because I think he lived there to my understanding, and um t- ripped his clothes off and then beat him. And then took him to a to a Russian prison uh, camp or something, and then tortured him for information. I don't know what information you would be trying to get out of a. I, I, like I don't know the what this guy did before, and and like what exact ties he has to the U.S. But I don't know what information they hope to get out of him. But either way, uh, related to torturing this guy, and the. The expectation is that there will be more charges filed under this statute, probably against other people uh, that obviously have not been named. So I just found that interesting uh, that that that's never been done in U.S. history, and that and more so that uh, I guess we we can try them at all. Like, I don't know if, if we have these people in custody or if we just happen to know who they are and. Can some like Russia's not going to co- uh, cooperate with like sending them here to trial? So I have to assume we already have him in custody in some way. I just don't. That was not clear from the article that I read, uh, uh, laying out these charges. But apparently they have the people's names. So we've got we've at least got that. <clears throat> so at least we've got that. Yeah. So that that wasn't made entirely clear from the article. Um. But there we are. That's the thing. That's a thing that's happening today. <laughs> and really it is. I'm going to take a slightly different route. Uh, so la- the other night, I was uh, 
I was watching, it was like near midnight when I usually go to bed. And I saw something on the Travel Channel, Mysteries at the Museum, which I love that show. And I was looking on what it, like what they were covering, and it said uh, a toilet malfunction, a toilet <clears throat> malfunction sends it's like upside down. And I'm like, I have to know what this is. I can't not. So I stayed up till like one o'clock in the morning watching that, not waiting for that story to come on. And I'm like, this is great. So in April 1945, a U-boat surfaced off the Scottish coast, U-1206. And, uh, of course, Scottish people were naturally kind of like, uh, why is that U-boat there? That should not be here. That's a problem. <clears throat> so they, they attacked the vessel, and they forced the uh, crew ashore. And when the captain was asked why he was within, like, eight miles of the Scottish coast, he gave this uh, reasoning. Uh, that's uh, they had a toilet problem, and so what they went into detail was traditionally on U boats, you couldn't flush the toilet without having without sinking the, the ship because of the water flowing back up when you flush, you would flood the vessel. So the Germans had spent time and effort and developed a toilet that could be flushed when the ship was submerged. That was the problem; you couldn't flush when she was submerged. But these toilets were so specific and so unique and so complicated that they had people who were specially trained to flush the toilet. That was their entire job was to flush the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) And so the captain, who felt like he was the captain that could do it himself, he tried to do it himself, didn't call the flusher, and he was really wrong. The point where the toilet overflowed, and uh, it leaked on the batteries, which were below the, the below the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the gas started flooding the vessel, and they had to go ashore. And that's why that's why they surfaced. <laughs> I was like, "This is hilarious!" I am so glad I stayed up for that. <laughs> and to be low, to be low, the captain's name was Captain Schlitt. <laughs> Oh, geez. His name was Adolf Schlitt. <laughs> uh, you just, it, doesn't, it doesn't get more poetic than that. No, no, it doesn't. I was like, this is so <clears throat> funny. I mean, call it immature to laugh at that all you want, but it's funny. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, yes, that's... Uh, that's where I learned this week the story of Captain Adolf Schlitt and his uh, answering the call of duty that did not end well for his vessel. <laughs> Jeez. Didn't see that one coming, did you? No soul. <laughs> <laughs> but I was right. It was like, hey, it was worth saving. It was worth mm-hmm. it was worth it. <laughs> I will never forget Captain Schlitt and his um uh, experience in the Scottish coast. <laughs> it still baffles me that of all things to focus on, that they had focused on the ability, and it makes sense, but it's not something we ever thought about, of having the ability <clears throat> to flush while submerged. Yeah. Like, that's not something you ever thought about, but now, like, okay, yeah, I know why you would think about that, just, it's weird. It's weird. All right. So that ends our episode. This has been season four, episode 19 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. 
But Aaron and I, Lucas, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week discussing the Patriots and Steelers and the next Patriots game, whoever the hell that's against. I don't even remember anymore. Don't care. Don't look it up, Darren. Uh, I had no intention. And uh, I guess we'll move on to one of the things like, well, well, we got the Army-Navy game this week, of course. True. We got that. Go Navy, beat Army. Uh, (laughs) We got that. So we'll talk about that. And we'll move ever closer to West Virginia, UNC, and the Duke's Mayo Bowl just after Christmas toward the new year. So until we talk to you again next week, thank you so much for listening. As always, Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.